As the Carolina Panthers' original director of communications, Charlie Dayton was in charge of the media when an entirely new method of communicating was invented, the Internet. It's like when automobiles came and, you know, there were horses. You, you don't go back to horses. You're not going to go back to what it was even 10, but certainly not 25 years ago. Today, we celebrate 25 seasons of Panther football with one of the great relationship builders who has ever worked here, Charlie Dayton. 25 seasons of Panthers football, a celebration of the players, coaches, and other people who have contributed to the organizational success. Now to Mick Mixon. From the Charlie Dayton press box at Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, NC, our guest is the incomparable Charlie Dayton, the team's inaugural director of communications, a legendary figure. Charlie, welcome. What is it like being in the Charlie Dayton press box and being Charlie Dayton? <laughs> well, Mick, I probably wouldn't think about it except for you bring it up. So, uh, I, hey, I'm honored. I really am. It, you know, to have the chance to be with a team that was just getting started was a, a wonderful experience. You, a lot of times you can go through a career and never have that opportunity. And it just so well happened that I, I did have the opportunity and, you know, worked here for 23, 24 years. And it, it was it was great. And now you see all the wonderful things going on. And it's just uh, it's good to see it continuing at such a, a great level. It was hard to get you up here on the elevator because so many people wanted to greet you so warmly and, and hugs and embraces you. You mean a lot to so many people. We want to mainly talk about the Panthers with you, Charlie, in some of the early days, but your career has touched Furman, Wake Forest, Tampa Bay, the Washington Redskins, the Carolina Panthers, of course. When did you know as a youngster that your your twig was bent in a PR direction? Very early, very early. Uh, uh, Mick, I was probably, when I was 10 years old, I remember seeing in sporting news about a Dodger yearbook. And so I sent off and... Uh, I was a Dodger fan for whatever reason growing up in North Carolina. And I sent off in the, uh, to get this Dodger yearbook, and I looked up who did it and who produced it. And there was their PR guy named Red, and I'm going blank on his last name. But it, from the time I was 10 years old, that's what I wanted to do. And, and then someone you know as well, I, I, went to, I grew up in Raleigh and went to NC State. And I would go to the baseball games, and I'd be the bat boy for NC State when Roman Gabriel was playing baseball there. And uh, a guy, uh, a legendary guy, Frank Whedon, was the sports information director at uh, NC State. And I, I would walked up to him and asked him what he did and got to know him. And he was always gracious to me. And growing up in Raleigh, I didn't want to go to State, so I went to Wake Forest where Skeeter Francis, another yeah. – you know, uh, just well-known, well-respected uh, person. He was had been the SID at Wake Forest and was working in the ACC office, still lived in Winston-Salem. And I, I got close to Skeeter, and uh, and just one thing led to another. But to answer your question, for, forever I knew what I wanted to do. What attracted you about this job when Mr. Richardson first got the team? Well, the, the opera, one being from North Carolina, you know, and my wife was from South Carolina. So, you know, it was just perfect. You know, I'd grown up as a youngster in North Carolina, like so many being a Redskin fan. I had a chance to work with the Washington Redskins and Coach Gibbs, you know, when he was there. That was a, a marvelous experience. 
and he had just retired the uh, the first time. You know, he went back later, and he had retired, and the they got the team down here, and it worked out that I had an opportunity to come here, which was, you know, I got the best of both worlds. I got to work with the team that I'd grown up pulling for in the Redskins, and, and as an adult, got to work with the Carolina Panthers as they were getting underway. Charlie Dayton, former director of communications for the Panthers, with us on the podcast. Charlie, what were those early days like with the excitement, the energy of an NFL team being new? It, it was it was great. I mean, just the fact that you know the fact that they got the franchise is a, a remarkable story because they were such a underdog to get the team when the bid first started, and Mr. Richardson, Mark Richardson, Max Mulliman, uh, uh Dick Thigpen, you know, the, the crew that they had together did a, a remarkable job of uh, bringing them from the back of the pack to the front of the pack to get a franchise. So people kind of doubted it was ever going to happen up till the very end. And they, you know, when it started, Baltimore and uh, St. Louis were the front runners. And, uh, but they just, they kept plugging along, kept doing the right things. And in, in a way, it, it the other uh, uh, applicants would make mistakes, and just by being steady, they ended up getting a franchise. So uh, coming here at that time, and you were sandwiched between Washington and Atlanta, and so people had always been either Redskin fans or lesser degree Falcon fans, but now they had something to hold on to. They could be Panther fans. And I, I know when you know we play the Redskins, you, you'll still see some – carryover of that but you know the seeing the generation of uh panther fans who when we moved here you know my son's a perfect example he was in ninth grade and seeing them he's now 40 years old and seeing that whole generation of panther fans grow has probably been the most rewarding part of everything you covered an era that we'll touch on in a second but teams that covered the panthers un, under your purview uh, you had big newspapers, you had small, you had uh, national media and local. Charlie, what shaped your philosophy and how did you try to treat the different media to make everybody feel kind of special and important when they, they came to cover us? Well, I just, uh, you know, and I don't know if the philosophy still holds because I'm, I just never felt like it had to be a contentious business between the, uh, the team and the media. And sometimes you, your goals are different and, their objectives are not the team's objectives. So it, it's inevitable that you're going to run into situations that are uh, difficult to handle. But I just tried to make it where it wasn't contentious. And uh, that was my philosophy, whether it was the Lexington Dispatch or the Raleigh News Observer, uh, Charlotte Observer, Rocky O'Harrell. And, uh, you know, the newspaper business has changed so much now uh, from what it was when we started. We probably had. 15 different papers, you know, covering us then. You didn't have the websites that you do. You didn't have social media. But um, it, it was it was great because you were the, – the sports landscape, the Carolinas had always been a, uh, a collegiate atmosphere, a collegiate uh, – the colleges ruled. And, and there's a place for both. And to see the Panthers come, it, it just – it changed – it changed a lot and 25 year later 25 years later you know the colleges are still flourishing the panthers are flourishing 
and it's great to see that you know there's room for both. And at that time, there was kind of a feeling it had to be either or, and that hasn't proven to be the case. The voice of media relations legend Charlie Dayton with us on the uh, on the podcast. So, Charlie, during your career, an entirely new method of communicating was born: the internet, social media websites, dot-coms. How did that change your job on a daily basis? Changed everything. It was a complete game changer. Uh, Social media, I'd say the internet, uh, I remember the first time we used the internet was probably like 1999, and before that, you had to subscribe to clipping services to get the copies of the newspapers from around the Carolinas. And for the first time, we were able to access the newspapers on a website and, uh, you know, print out the stories ourselves. And you were able to follow things as they happened for the first time. You know, what, whatever an event was happening, you could trace it, you know, uh, in time on the Internet. And you'd never been able to do that before. You'd have to call. But there was a news cycle, and that, that was started to bring the – on the 24-hour news cycle. 24 hour news cycle. And then when uh, – I'd say when Twitter came – you know, that was the next thing that really just, it made it 24-7. And, and I'll be perfectly honest, the job that Stephen Drummond has now is much more difficult than the job that I had for, you know, 20 years because social media, the the different websites, uh, the, the fact that so many people from so many directions have voices now, it, you know, I'm not saying it's uh, better or worse. It's just different. And it's, it's made the job for Stephen and Ryan and uh, Preston and Will, it's, it's much more difficult for them. It seems like the wild, wild west out there at times. Any player can disseminate information. Any fan can become a reporter and a news-disseminating organization. Do you think that Panther fans are better or worse served by the current landscape? Well, I can speak as a fan now. So I, uh, uh, not as a uh, – a member of the PR department. I, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I watched, uh, you know, I followed uh, the practices with the Bills recently, uh, you know, almost completion to completion or interception. And, you know, I enjoyed keeping up with that. I, 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 I checked Twitter, you know, several times a day just to make sure nothing's happened. They do a, I think they do a wonderful job here on social media with the Panthers and, you know, I get the alerts. And, you know, so it's one of those things, Mick, it's uh, it's like when automobiles came and, you know, there were horses. You, you don't go back to horses. You're not going to go back to what it was, you know, even 10, but certainly not 25 years ago. Once that dog comes in by the fire, he don't want to go back out to where it's cold, out by the <laughs> woodshed. There's, there's no doubt. Um, Charlie Dayton, the great uh, PR man for the Panthers here, media relations, director of communications, and an icon in the industry. Charlie, when uh, the um, the phone, of course, you know, cell phone, you you did this prior, probably not trying to date you, but prior to the cell phone when it was all landline-based and reporters had to put their phones in those cra- cradles. and The telecopy. S- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Send their stories back. So, But you were tethered to a cell phone for a lot of your career, and you were like a physician on call 24 24- Seven three sixty five. Was it ever difficult for you to maintain the work life balance then that you might have been desirous of? Uh, yes, it was, and you know, uh, every job's hard. But I think people, 
because there's glamour with sports, people see that as uh, a glamorous job. But I have a great appreciation for the the coaches, the uh, the front office uh, who go into this. And once you go into training camp, it's like going into a tunnel. And you're, you're not going to come out for six months. You go in that tunnel and you, you really don't know what's going to be on the other side when you come out of that tunnel in hopefully January or February. And <clears throat> so – uh, yeah, it can't, especially with cell phones, texting, uh, Twitter, everything that's part of the, you know, constant Instagram, just you go down the list. You know, somebody's always putting something out there that you almost have to react to. And, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to have that balance. And uh, I, I was lucky. I was married to a woman that I met when I was at Furman just getting started. So that's all she knew. But uh, and I'm not saying it's everybody works hard, but the seven days a week, 24-7, nature of the game or, or of sports, particularly football, I, I don't know if people understand just how that is. It's a constant business. Two more questions. We'll wrap up with Charlie Dayton, former Panthers director of communications. Charlie, you can speak as a Panther fan now. We know that you are one. But how about when you when you worked here? Uh, were you able to celebrate wins and, and not have the losses hurt you too badly? John Madden told me in 1978 that you're always going to remember the losses more than the wins. And he was so true. You know, they're just it's, – it's, you know, uh, for every win, I think I remember three losses that stung. And I, I don't know why that's true, but, but it's true. And uh, so to answer your question – I think unless you win the Super Bowl, you're happy, but you're more relieved because, and this is more true in a good season because it's great as the games become bigger. And then now you're late in the season. If you win, you're going to get home field. Well, first you're going to try to get in the playoffs. Then you're playing for home field. Then you're playing for, you know, maybe home field throughout the playoffs. And and the pressure, the stakes just get bigger and bigger. And, um, and I've seen the difference as a fan. I celebrate. I celebrate the victories. Uh, when I worked here, it was a relief to have the victory, mm-hmm. and because whatever happened, you know that was going to set up the next week, and you had a, a, a completely new set of concerns to deal with that week. Um, I don't have those concerns anymore. I just celebrate the wins. Yeah, you've left all the concerns to us here, <laughs> left them behind, and taken them down to Hilton Head Island. Um, so lastly for you, Charlie, uh, knowing you a little bit, part of your rigid interpersonal lattice is the gift of humility. You told me one time that you, you'd rather organize the team picture and not be in it. So I will task you with setting your humility aside for a moment and respond to the following question. Of what during your career here are you most proud? The thing I'm most proud of uh, are the – people that started as interns, you know, with our department and went on to, you know, some success in this business and have gone to have great family lives. And uh, I won't start naming people because I'm afraid I'd leave somebody out. But the reward of seeing them now be 40, 45 years old and in the midst of their life and having achieved success and doing something they want to do and knowing them when they – 
you know, walked in the office that first day to apply for an internship, that's, uh, to me, by the thing that it's most rewarding. Your fingerprints are all over it, Charlie, and your legacy is secure. Appreciate you, and thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Nick. Charlie Dayton was in on the ground floor of the Panthers, of course, but Mark Richardson helped construct the ground floor. And we'll talk with the team's former president next time on the podcast.